Today's reading is taken from 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 13 to chapter 2 also verse 13. What you have heard from me keep as a pattern of sound teaching with faith and love in Christ Jesus. Guard the good deposit that was entrusted to you. Guard it with the help of the Holy Spirit who lives in us. You know that everyone in the province of Asia has deserted me, including Philegius and Hermogenes. May the Lord show mercy to the household of Onesiphorus, because he, was, he often refreshed me and was not ashamed of my chains. On the contrary, when he was in Rome, he searched hard for me until he found me. May the Lord grant that he will find mercy from the Lord on that day. You know very well how many ways he helped me in Ephesus. You then, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to reliable men who will also be qualified to teach others. Endure hardship with us like a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No one serving as a soldier gets in, involved in civilian affairs. He wants to please his commanding officer. Similarly, if anyone competes as an athlete, he does not receive the victor's crown unless he competes according to the rules. The hardworking farmer should be the first to receive a share of the crops. Reflect on what I am saying, for the Lord will give you insight into all this. Remember Jesus Christ, raised from the dead, descended from David. This is my gospel, for which I am suffering, even to the point of being chained like a criminal. But God's word cannot be chained. Therefore, I endure everything for the sake of the elect, that they too may obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. Here is a trustworthy saying, if we died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we disown him, he will also disown us. If we are faithless, he will remain faithful, for he cannot disown himself. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Paul has become an embarrassment. The early church has deserted him. He's a religious fanatic, potentially, according to them. He's just gone one step too far and he's now in prison in Rome, the ultimate lockdown. Well, he's been deserted by everybody apart from his servant Onesiphorus and yet perhaps Luke is around and he's writing to Timothy. So he is in a small bubble of people who are standing by him. He's been beaten and he's been flogged by the Romans. Check out the whole list in 2 Corinthians 11 and he's now in chains, probably chained to a Roman soldier. He's probably in a cell like this and possibly with one light source ahead of him. And that is it. Winter is coming. It is getting cold. He asked Timothy to bring his coat. I wonder if quite a few members of the way, the early church, even thought it was perhaps convenient to have Paul shut away. 
He is, quite frankly, this embarrassment to the team. So what is his crime? What has he done to deserve imprisonment? His crime is not being embarrassed by the gospel. He's proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ to the end, shamelessly, standing firm and gaining strength from this gospel of grace. This letter is the very last one that Paul wrote. So he is throwing everything at it, including the kitchen sink. You can hear him going, Timothy, and another thing, remember Jesus Christ raised from the dead, a descendant of David, and that is the gospel for which I am suffering hardship, even to the point of being chained like a criminal. He is holding nothing back. Paul is often concerned about process in his letters, but here it is people, people, people. And what he's doing is he's encouraging Timothy to pick up this relay baton of the gospel and pass it on to his church. Timothy is a young church leader and he's saying, go on Timothy, take the gospel and run with it. And in a sense, that is our call as well. He's asking us to pick up the baton of the gospel and run with it, even when times are hard. Well, Paul's prison sentence is just too much for some of the followers. They are cringing at what he's doing, toe-curling with embarrassment at what Paul is saying. But yet, as the quill is scratching deep into the parchment, as Paul writes, the passion is there. And this amazing and beautiful gem of a sentence of a verse comes through. My child, he says, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. My child, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Jesus. Suddenly the scattergun approach has stopped and Paul is speaking to Timothy in a laser-like fashion. He's saying take the gospel, take it on and spread it. Craig was talking last week about the, the power that is invested spiritually in Timothy and how Paul is asking him to fan that into flame and to move on and spread the gospel. But when we say the word gospel, what are we talking about? It's the good news of Christ Jesus. The good news that Jesus Christ, the Saviour, came to bring. So Paul says we've got to go back to that gospel. We've got to tune out from the many voices that we can all hear at the minute and tune in to the gospel. Timothy would have been no stranger to these many voices. His dad was Greek and my goodness, they would talk and discuss everything. The Greeks were very, very knowledgeable. And his mother and grandmother, Lois and Eunice, they were Jewish. So they were brought up in a fantastic tradition and their knowledge of the scriptures would have been second to none. So, Timothy's knowledge would have been tremendous and Paul is urging him to go back to the central message of grace. Be strong in this grace. But how can we be strong in this? And this is where a supernatural gifting comes in. 
which is the same for us today. How can we be strong in such strange times as this, such strange times as the pandemic? And yet there is strength spiritually in grace. Paul gives us three very helpful little vignettes, little characters, and let's have a quick look at those. A soldier must not get distracted by civilian affairs. An athlete must not bend the rules to win. The athlete has to be completely focused on that medal and then put in the discipline that is going to get him there. And the farmer, the lazy farmer is not going to gain. It's the hard-working farmer that is rewarded. And these three pictures really help us understand what is happening. We like a bit of sport in this household. And while I was thinking about this passage and I was praying, Eric Liddell came to mind. Now, he was an athlete who really did not bend the rules, so much so that in Paris, in the 1924 Olympics, he refused to run in his 100-metre heat. It was on the Sabbath, and to him, that was a real no-no. He would not run on the Sabbath. He was preaching instead. And in the film, he's preaching and says this, Where does the strength come from? to see the race through to the end, the strength comes from within. So echoes of the fourth chapter of this book coming in here. Well, he goes on to win the 400 meter final because his friend gives over his place. The quarter mile, it's a very different prospect. Imagine Linford Christie winning a gold medal by running the 400 meters. Ah, I'm sure he would do a fantastic job but it is a different prospect and yet his discipline and his focus and his strength from within shines through. Do watch the film Chariots of Fire. My child, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. So I wonder if God is saying that to us today. Have strength, have supernatural strength in Christ Jesus. Philip Jensen, the Australian pastor, says that to him this passage is like the opposite of Google. Now if you're like us and homeschooling, Google is our greatest friend at the minute and we've got a thousand bits of information at our fingertips. But Philip Jensen says, well, this passage is like the opposite of that because what we need is to pull it all together in the essence of truth, and that's really what grace is. So before we pray, I want to highlight just one thing that Tom Wright says about this, and that is God's word is not tied up. God's word is not chained. Paul is in chains. God's word is not in chains. So let's grace go loose this week. Let's untie grace in our lives and our actions and with intentional love and discipline let's live out what Paul is calling Timothy and us to do by sharing this gospel of grace.